0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five. John is learning how to use our new emotes. Very hard. And you can, too, if you sub to this channel. You can now type in lowercase b-o-v, uppercase w, lowercase u-t. B-o-v, what? And you will get a baby John. You, too, can spam baby Johns. Um, hey, welcome, Best of Five, weekly FGC talk show presented by these guys in this room and on Skype, and Alon helping us here on the Switcher, that's him, he just threw some paper towels, he's doing his best Trump impression there, and uh, <laughs> tonight on the show we're gonna talk a little bit about free agents, we'll talk a little bit about Red Bull, we'll talk a little bit about Tekken, and to help us do that, not only is Mike here, we, also, we also have Steve, Ace King offsuit jerk, and John, Velociraptor Guerrero, you can see his work <laughs> John's not even looking up! But it's fine because we've got baby John, nice try John, nice try real life and current age John, who's about to be on camera. Eventually. About to be on camera any second right now. Hey, there he is. What's up, John? Hey. Uh, but we have uh, some business to attend to before we get to the recaps and to all the stories of the week. And that is, of course... God, I don't even know what this is. That Alan made a little cake. <laughs> oh, wow. For Ooh. our birthday boy. Check it out. I saw this that. is a Brazilian pastry, I think, or maybe French, but it was made by a Brazilian guy. Um, hey, and you're going to eat it right here. now for all of us. It looks really good. Subscribe. It's basically, if I'm not mistaken, like some kind of creme brulee type something or other from, I don't know it's what, a what canal. it is. I, can, I know that much. But the point is that yesterday was Michael Schiller's 25th. 25th. 25th birthday. This son of a bitch is younger than everybody in the room. Oh, shit. We got BOV champs on the screen. Um, happy birthday, man. Alright, well, I gotta try this. Go for it. One bite. What you got? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? It, it, takes, a it takes 40 hours there to we make go. One of those. So, uh So, everybody scale, in the chat, please uh, join us in... Um,
1: scale from one to marble bar? <laughs> on a
0: scale from one to marble bars? What do you got? <laughs> well... <laughs>
2: If marble bars are the top, then this is a one. Right. <laughs> it's really fucking good. I don't like a marble bar.
0: Hey, man, there's plenty of people in the chat who actually, or at least one person. Canal? Canel? What is That's it? That's really good. What did you say it was? Thank you, Elon. Ilan. Ilan? Canel. Or in French, it's Canel. Alright, whatever the fuck it is. It uh, looked pretty good. Like, I had I one too, and it was delicious. It was and, very creamy. Uh, yeah, so We got a subscriber, bro. didn't
1: we? Just now? Yes, we did. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, Puzera, oh, four
0: months in a row. Let me get them. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Let's get the Starcraft one going.
1: Yes!
0: MVP, King a Legend. All right, guys. So um, how about we hit up some of that sweet, sweet recap action? What do you think, Let's, Steve?
3: I, I think that's a, an idea of some sort.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
3: The big event this past weekend was Tekken's E-League debut, the Tekken Team Takedown. This was streamed uh, on Twitch Live. If you missed it, hey, it's okay. I'm They're going to re-air here. it uh, on TBS. Uh, as part of a four-week special starting on March 16th. But the actual event took place this Saturday, um, and you you see who that name on top, maybe not the name you'd expect, but she put in some serious work this weekend. Cuddlecore uh, with her team of Kauai Face Miles, Brawl Pro, Cody, and some guy named Jimmy J. Tran. I don't know. He Never heard of him. Per- yeah. He's some guy. Hey, uh, taking it over Pope here. Chop in the grand final. Uh, you see Team Anakin and Team Fab uh, in those third place spots. So Nice chunk of change for Team Cuddlecore. Uh, strong performance for her, um, you know, in that semifinal. Not only did she beat Anakin in the uh, captain's mini tournament uh, beforehand, but but she beat him again in the semifinals, and she beat three other players. Went four and zero against Team Anakin. Uh, on the other side, Shadow Twenty Z, what a weekend he had! OCV against Fab's team, uh, went three and one against uh, Core's team in the grand final. Only team he, or only player he lost to was Jimmy J Tran. No shame in that. So, and then of course Jimmy J, what can you say?
0: Other than something that rhymes with Jimmy J. Uh, Yeah, Jimmy lost.
3: uh,
2: His only match he lost was in Grand Finals, and then they were both able to resurrect players, and so
0: he ended up beating him another time and uh, winning the tournament. But more importantly, we just got you kids and Ender424 subbing to the channel. Thank you very much. There's the dog, GIF, and your boys all clapping. Feel free to spam some BOV champs and some BOV what's, and later maybe some BOV blocks and BOV grabs. Um, there's a lot to talk about. We're not done with the recap, so we'll hold off on it. But there's plenty to chat about here with respect to this Tekken E-League tournament. Uh, but back to your recap, Chief. Where are we hey, at? Hey, I'm That's it. here! Sorry, 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 sorry. Let's get another <laughs> one. We got, uh, OG, is that OG Peter? Petre. Petre. Petre, Petri dish? <laughs> Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, alright, back to these GFX, a.k.a. graphics. Here, you got one right now. <laughs> Is this one you want to see? Where are we going, Steve? Uh, let,
3: let's not go there yet. Let's not go there yet. Save uh, it. Save spoiling, it. So. Save it. Save all these? Yeah. Spoiler alert. That, that was it for the recap.
0: Oh, right on.
2: Yeah, I know. It's going to be the, one of those last barren recaps we have because the Capcom Pro Tour is starting
0: up real soon, I think in two weeks, right? Yep. <laughs> are you excited about that, John? I guess, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some BOV what's in the chat based on uh, John's hilarious reaction just now? I'll start it. No, no. <laughs> Damn, what's don't, going on don't encourage, him. Um, <laughs> encourage him. But guys, uh, where do you want to start? There's plenty you should talk about when it comes to this E-League tournament. Well, should we just right? talk about E-League? Well, first of all, it was awesome. Second of all, it was a cool format. Third of all, there was some drama. Um, what would you like that's
2: to start, Mike?
1: You, you've done all of it.
2: The <laughs> format was
0: pretty interesting, I
2: thought, right? Like, the team format was cool. Um... It was a little unfortunate that, you know, the fact of the matter is some players, you know, got to play their one set lost. And obviously we saw Fab's team get OCV'd and no one got to play more than one match. We're to see Anakin's team, who going into it, I think most people thought was the favorite, get nearly OCV'd and only get to play one match, which was super hype in its own right. You know, getting to see Shadow, who wasn't exactly a household name, and then Cuddlecore, obviously one of the greatest female Tekken players of all time at this point and one of the best Tekken players we've seen in a while.
1: Period. Uh, can can you tell me about Shadow? Because I had not heard much of him until uh, until Saturday, and then I was like, "Why haven't I heard much of him until today?" Because this guy is amazing.
2: Well, he's obviously good enough to get invited to E League. Uh, like yeah. you, I don't know a ton about him, but uh, his Claudio is absolutely tearing through everything. And as Steve mentioned earlier, he only lost to the monster, formerly known as Mr. to Jimmy Tran. <laughs>
1: And, and he's only 20, a 20-year-old. 20 like, like? what's it? Like that, That's the magic age, like 19, 20, 21. It's all these players are becoming the best at what they do here in esports. It's kind of crazy. We're, we're, um, I'm being yeah. told
2: that he's an Xbox online Tekken warrior from the chat, which is pretty cool. I mean, that's a story that we've heard. I remember Speed Kicks, when he came on the Tekken scene, was an online warrior. And so seeing those people transition from you know playing at home to playing in these tournaments and helping their teams win $25,000 is pretty cool.
3: Yeah, he had a strong showing at uh, NorCal Strong Style too. He get top top eight on that. Um, I, if I remember correctly, was he the guy that knocked out Saint? Yes, my, I
2: think I heard that. My brain is kind
3: of yeah, my brain is kind of tricky right now. But he's he's one of those we're one of those new wave players. You're seeing it. We saw it in Street Fighter. We're gonna see it in more games where. Uh, People are coming up through the online. It's not necessarily just through the local scene anymore. It's grinding out sets online. And then when you get a chance to actually go to an event, making the most of it, and we're seeing uh, what this guy can do. And he's going to be someone to watch on that tour that we'll talk about in a little bit.
2: What really impressed me about a lot of these new players is it's very consistently that they have so little nerves. It seemed like Shadow was up there just playing his best Tekken, regardless of the fact that, you know, his team was on his back and there was so much money on the line. And as you saw, I mean, he pretty much won. Did he win every match his team ever won? Something close to that, at least. I don't
1: know if it was everyone, but he like he I think he ocv would right?
2: Yeah, I think I guess I, yeah.
1: he was on Lil Majin's team, right?
2: Who I think is the uh, one who took Yes, it. yes. So little margin took a match off Timmy Tran, but yeah, it was—he was super dominant for sure.
1: Can, can I say something to the uh, to the effect where you were talking about nerves and how yeah, this guy's 20, he primarily plays online, and then all, all of a sudden he's on TV uh, in this big studio in front of a live audience, but also with these incredible names. Um, in the Tekken and world and the, the fact that he wouldn't have crazy nerves um, uh, I, I feel like you are on the same level as me when you say like yeah when I get on stream at a big event or whatever or with, when it's against someone that I feel like maybe is better than me or like you know a situation like that nerves come rushing in and you make the dumbest mistakes you know um, and, and that happens like Still, for me, and I've been, you know, playing these games and playing, you know, with Wednesday night fights and going to tournaments and whatnot, and it's, it's it's nothing really new to me. And still, I find myself even in local tournaments when it's getting towards the end, you know, it's if it's grand finals or something like that, find myself just making the stupidest, dumbest mistakes. Um, and and so to see that, like that's that's a very notable thing. If a player can get rid of nerves like that and just somehow play with confidence and with execution on that level, that's saying something. And then I think this guy has a huge career ahead of him.
0: Seems like it, yeah. Um, Steve, you probably had the most uh, deep dive into Tekken most recently um, What's going on with the scene here? I feel like, A, it's super entertaining regardless of what match you see It's always a lot of fun to watch Tekken uh, It's getting a ton of love Also, side note, Mark, Markman, I feel, when he first started commentating regularly I know he's been doing it for years um, I wasn't super on board, but I feel like he's been getting better and better uh, Rip also had a great showing in the league Um, but what's going on with the scene as far as the health of the scene, the,
3: uh, caliber of player in the scene, what can you tell Steve? I think you're going to see, uh, the caliber of player rise. You know, this is, um, you know, this was an American Tekken event. And for, for a while, the joke was, Oh, American Tekken, you know, you know, now that, players have the game in their hands they're getting more comfortable with it they've had some time with it you're going to see a level of play uh that is increasing you know and it's not just americans pushing other americans we've seen americans knock out saint we've seen them knock out uh, these other big great names uh, in the international scene so that's going to push them to raise their game up. So it's just this entire, I can't even talk right now. I'm sorry. I'm just
1: <laughs> so emotional.
3: Yes. I'm, I'm, it was beautiful, man, <laughs> oh,
1: but I, it was... I oh,
3: yeah, I do really think that you're going to see some, you know, the health of the game is improving, you know, from a spectator perspective, from a player perspective. And it's, I feel like it's gaining momentum Um, with the Tekken World Tour uh, last year, with the new tour that got announced this year. I I, I really feel that this scene is going to continue to grow. Maybe not in huge leaps and bounds, like going from 2,000 to 5,000 like we saw in Street Fighter, but it's going to continue to grow at a, a steady clip.
1: Can, you, yeah, can someone tell me like like okay so I'm not a huge Tekken player I, my my extent of playing Tekken has been like I grew up and whenever it was in an arcade I would pick Horong and just repeatedly mash kick you know and usually get through arcade mode and stuff like that but that's I never smart a, way com- to do it. That's a, a right? smart way to do it but uh, never got on the level of course of a of a competitive Tekken player or anything like that um, and so I'm I'm like watching e league right uh, and and it's ex- legitimately hype as a non-Tekken player and I don't know all the little nuances of things that are going on. You know, I don't know when something's particularly good. But it seems like this game is maybe a little more hype, at least in certain ways, than a lot of other games where you can just you don't have to know all about it. You can sit down and watch it, and, and maybe it's the announcers. It's definitely in part because of slow-motion finishes because those are the most awesome thing to ever put in any fighting game ever. But, I mean, does anyone have like a, an idea of why this game might be a little bit more exciting to watch than maybe some other games?
2: I think Tekken has a lot of extremely strong and high high-intensity moments. There's a lot of combos that are a lot shorter, right? Like a character will have a running 2-1 that does a huge, like, screen shake, and the character blows back and does a lot of damage, and you can see, oh, that hurts. And those moves are good, whereas in Street Fighter, usually the moves you're seeing do well are jabs and, you know, strongs and and much lower-impact stuff. And when you combine that with the crazy wall combos that are just impressive visually and when you combine that with the slow motion you finishes you mentioned – and the fact that it's 3D and maybe a little easier to follow for the layman of fighting games, uh, I, I think it really comes out as a great product. And, and when you combine that with the fact that we had the Tekken World Tour and now E-League, this game that was kind of the game that was, oh, Tekken's really good, but I'm not going to play and no one else is, has kind of turned into the game that's really good and people are now playing and watching it. And I mean, Final Round Tekken is almost as big as the other big games. And that's that's crazy to me. Especially because game didn't even come out here for like two years until after it actually came out.
3: Yeah. And I mean, Tekken at final round has always been a big deal, but now you see a clear separation between the biggest games and everybody else. And Tekken's on the good side, yeah. Yeah, not just at final round, but you're seeing it at these other events. You're seeing it at Combo Breaker. You're going to see it at Evo, where Tekken is going to be in that group of games that has a ton of entrance that has a ton of shine on it so it, it, it's a really nice change of pace for that scene
1: is it is there some reason that it's it, i mean and correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like it's just tekken 7 that's really hit this new kind of like echelon and it's really only tekken 7 recently i mean we, the game's been around for a while now and it's sure it's been there just as tekken has been there as a franchise in in like fighting game tournaments and whatnot but over the last maybe like maybe even I dare say six months to a year, it's exploded in popularity. It's been much more exciting for more people to watch and things like that. And I'm like, what? What? what is it specifically about this that's got it to this new level? Their it
2: presentation has been so good. I mean, as Steve said, it got released. It took a while to get here from, you know, Korea and Japanese arcades where it's been out for a few years. But between adding Geese and adding Noctis in the way that they did with those really well-orchestrated trailers, uh, Tekken World Tour Finals and E-League both being hits. And E-League this year, just having stories so well, you'd think, like, so good, you'd think they'd writ them their sel- wrote them themselves because, I mean, they actually were that entertaining to watch just from, like, what players beat what players. Um, I mean, everything's just kind of gone right for the game, presentation-wise, and I think that's a big deal. Obviously, we've seen games like Marvel Infinite have trouble for lack of presentation, and now we're seeing Tekken, you know, crawl out from a, a place where it was really not popular at all in America.
1: Refreshing. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's something that companies have to take note of. Like, And Dragon Ball Z is doing the same thing with great presentation. The better you make a game look and the more care you uh, at least show people you're putting into it, uh, the more people are going uh, you know, to come. Bandai Namco, man. Are they going to be a, the
1: players to beat or the, the developers to beat? Go ahead.
0: Yeah, I think they're taking Capcom, or certainly they're making a play at it, right? Um, I did want to give another call out to the commentary on it. I remember years ago. When I was doing my YouTube channel interviewing people, I don't know if you all know that far back, um, interviewed Ultra David, and I was asking him, I thought, a good question to ask a commentator, what kind of commentary do you like? Who, who are your favorite commentators? And he told me, actually, when I'm watching stuff like that, I put it on mute. And I remember for a long time thinking, like, well, this guy knows more than I do. I suck because I like commentary. I don't think that's what he meant. I don't think that was the message you wanted me to take away. But all that to uh, to say that the commentary I think plays a huge role for somebody who is not as knowledgeable as an ultra David, right? And the commentary from E League and other events of its uh, kind have been great to get me excited for it.
2: Yeah, this might have been the most uh, without a hitch E League we've had yet, and I think it turned out really well. And I hope that format definitely comes back to other games as well.
0: What's the beef with uh, Richard Lewis this time? I don't. I can't it's even keep same up. The beef as last. What's time. the beef? Like, why? It's like he's he's. He, he probably has a lot to do with the fact that there's even FGC on E-League. I'm not saying we should be thanking the guy. I, I don't understand what the controversy is. But if it's, resol- if it's revolving around um, Ian, who now writes for Kotaku or Compete, um, again, I don't know all the intricacies somebody wants to fill me in, but I will say that that dude's extremely passionate. I've, that guy reached out to me once a couple years ago when we had Triforce on and was like, bro, don't bring... Triforce on. Just don't do. talking it. about Ian he, or
2: are you talking about Richard
0: Lewis? Ian, Ian told me, do not Ian bring Triforce onto the show. Probably it's right. bad for the community. You shouldn't do it. Don't give that guy a platform. Don't give that guy a voice. And even though we did it anyway, um, it, it, <laughs> it was very. It? No, I didn't regret I it. I don't think it was. Fine. Of course not. It was fine. Like it was like you just chill the <laughs> fuck out. But what was clear to me was that Ian to the max um, is very passionate and cares a lot about the fighting game community. Maybe to a fault. Um, but, but I guess it's a big deal that he doesn't like E-League.
1: Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. So we got, like, like a couple of things going on. So this started <laughs> about Richard Lewis. Um, and I I mean, I remember there being some talk about him uh, back when Street Fighter E-League was happening last year. And then maybe something during the Injustice one, but I'm not sure. I don't know squat about the uh, this chapter of Richard Lewis and E-League. Um, and then how that pertains to, I guess, Ian mentioning him or, or, or calling him out or something like that. So I will try to summarize me, if people want yeah, me to. Yeah, me S- Summarize, would you? Know.
2: So Richard yeah. has a very large following, and sometimes he will point his following in directions towards people, and Ian really doesn't like this. And I think it's fine not to like that. I don't really like it. I think a lot of people who are commentating at E-League don't like it. There's a lot of things that Richard has done that people don't like. Um on the other hand, uh, people are upset with Ian for going a little too far with it. Ian is kind of acting like the paragon of humanity at this point that, you know, like, <laughs> no one... And, and my take on it is this. Like, a lot of these guys are cutting their checks to pay their rent by commentating these tournaments, right? That is their job. It is an adult thing to do to put aside some of the stuff you don't like to go ahead and, you know, live your life and take these opportunities that come to you. So regardless of whether or not, in my opinion, you disagree or agree with someone that you're co-hosting with, an opportunity as big as E-League for a fighting game commentary, commentator is probably a good opportunity to take no matter what you think. So I, I, I think I, that whatever, you know, if you don't like Richard, you don't. I don't
3: like Richard. I'll be very honest about it. But yeah, so and I, I sorry for jumping in. I think a lot of it also has to do with some of the early missteps that E-League made. Um, you know, the, as in particular, in my mind, at least the whole uh, bringing a cop on. Stage. <laughs>
0: yes. I knew you were going to bring that up. <laughs> Golly. That, I, it was, it I, th- really I found that. Insulting. That was gratuitous.
3: I, I, I still, it still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, to their credit, at least in my view, they have gotten better. They have improved the way they present the FGC, the way they present, you know, the players involved. Uh, I think a lot of it comes down to how for, how forgivable is. Do you think that is? You know, I think it is forgivable. Some people think it's not. You know, and I, whatever your opinion is, is your opinion. I think the rest of it is just Twitter drama. That is. By default, stupid, because it's Twitter drama. I'm sorry.
2: And I agree. I think that the major point to be made here is that nothing actually went wrong this E-League to to rekindle this flame. It was just rekindled because the guy was there. So, I mean, I think that E-League did a great job presenting the FGC and Tekken this time. And I think most people who actually watched it would
0: exist. And, and, And if I can say one more thing here about Ian, the dude is a journalist And if you're a good journalist, your fucking opinion doesn't matter. Um, You should be covering news.
3: (laughs) We're we're, we're in a new age, though. You know, the simply state the facts isn't what people want. People want opinion. People want passion on that. And I think some people say they want that only if it's opinions that they agree with. You know, they want the people they agree with to be passionate and and share their point of view. But You if, can have an opinion piece. If you disagree...
0: Uh, then... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I hear you, Steve. But you can have an opinion piece, and you can also do your fucking job. So, uh, speaking of that, um, we have more announcements here. Moving on to the Tekken World Tour has been announced. <laughs> of... And well, Steve, why don't you we'll, take from we'll there?
3: We'll have to come back to that later. Uh, <laughs> oh, for another man. time. Uh, but during E-League, uh, the... We had the announcement of the Tekken World Tour returning for 2018. Uh, This is going to be a little different than you saw in last year. Um, Remember, that wasn't launched until the game actually launched uh, in June. Uh, But with the full season now, they've made some changes. The biggest one is going to be with the leaderboard. Uh, there is going to be no more regional leaderboards. Uh, it's all going to feed into one global leaderboard. Uh, the top 19 players from that global leaderboard will qualify for the uh, Tekken World Tour finals at the end of the year. Uh, the 20th spot will be determined in a last chance qualifier. And all of that is taking place in Amsterdam, which is going to be pretty cool to watch. Um the season actually kicks off uh, at final round, so we're a week and a half away from that. Um, you know, like I said, final round being synonymous with Tekken, uh, makes sense that that's the kickoff event. Uh, and I think the big thing, especially in, in contrast with the Capcom Pro tour and how that structured is, uh, these Challenger events, uh, which are the equivalent of the ranking events on the CPT, they matter more here. Um, everyone gets a pot bonus, uh, $1,000 uh, for each event. And the point structure, uh, you you get 150 for winning a challenger compared to 300 for winning a master. You get points if you finish in the top 16 of a challenger or top 32 of a master. So going to these local events, comparatively speaking, or not, they're not just local events, but these challenger events matters more uh, on the Tekken World Tour than it does on... Uh, the Capcom Pro Tour
1: is Tekken sneaking up and and I, I really feel like they're doing everything right a lot more Consistently than it, it feels like maybe everybody else and maybe it's it's more correct to say like Bandai is doing it um, but but like this is really encouraging for, for the FGC especially after a couple of years of just Ball drops left and right, you know, and it might be a better way of saying that, but you know what I mean
2: I think they're like carving their own path next to it rather than really <laughs> climbing up any
0: ladder But But surely they're doing a good job of that. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it would be unforgivable to repeat the same mistakes, and I guess they owe gratitude to Capcom, right? Because they have gone first. Um, Steve, what are your takeaways from this
3: announcement? Well, first of all, before we speak, um, I should probably mention that in the... uh, in the interest of fairness uh so there's conflict of interest that can be considered uh i am going to be writing for tech and world again this year Ayo. so so yeah, if, if you want to call me biased, go ahead um obviously the changes weren't made on the fly so this was stuff hey that steve you're gonna be writing for tech and world tour again yes so you can get that website <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Wait, why am I... Pla- hey, why? I'm hey. all hey. Why did you just subbed, dude.
0: <laughs> all right, let's get, let's get you. Right. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to get in the Picard. classy move. It's a classy, <laughs> That's a classy sub. <laughs> I, I, like fig- I
2: figured we were having
0: a shill moment. And then so I'd shill by subbing to our own show. And uh, it's even your voice doing that damn...
1: Uh... <laughs> hey, I'm blocking here. <laughs> all right. <Showing> here. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Hashtag
0: ad. <laughs> okay, back to you. Uh... The second chiller on the show.
1: Yes. Uh, what was the guy? <laughs> You're talking um, about secondworldtour.edu. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> um,
3: but no, just, these changes obviously were in the works for a while, so it wasn't necessarily in response to, uh, to what Capcom has done. It just played out that way. Uh, but uh, if you know Combo Breaker Rick, he is a very uh, key figure in uh the tekken world tour and he is very much a proponent of you know smaller scenes regional events going to locals so these changes you know have his fingerprints all over it you know and it and it's changes that i like um i don't don't know what you guys' thoughts on that because i'll probably talk for like 10 minutes Straight on these I'm things. I'm still
0: laughing at fucking the chat over here saying shillception and other things like that, and uh, shill time." Um, these are all great things, man. Oh, I actually had the video. I could have been playing that all along. And let me pull that up here. Just got a neat look, cool. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm gonna start it over so you can see that way how cool it looks when uh, when Twitch comes on the screen. ba boom, it's pretty badass. This is the uh, the trailer for the uh, technical world tour announcement. Um, I think it's fantastic. I'm very excited for Tekken. It's been very fun to watch. And, well,
2: they've done a really good job. Like, I mean, because there's a lot of Street Fighter players and anime players, right, who will never play Tekken despite the fact that it's getting more popular. But, you know, we all came up together, and they're very, you know, parallel scenes. And so I think they've done a really great job getting Street Fighter and anime and all these other scenes to care, even if it's not by playing the game but by watching the Tekken Pro Tour and by, you know, being interested in these tournaments that are often happening at
0: the same events that they're at. The, speak, speaking of caring, did y'all see this tweet from Harada? Uh, I didn't pull it, but uh, when he was saying, you know, you're not a loser, tell your family you're not a loser, that kind of bit. Who has the details on that one? Does anybody, does anybody know what I'm talking about?
1: Wait, you're not a loser?
0: Let me pull up the damn tweet.
1: Yeah. While um, you guys uh, talk amongst yourselves.
3: Yeah, the, the, it's going to be easier to follow this year because it is – Going to be approximately the same amount of events, but more spread out. So as of right now, there's only one weekend that has multiple Tekken World Tour events, um, and ne- and that is in that one weekend has events in two different regions. So pretty much everywhere uh, that the Tekken World Tour is, it's going to be the main event that weekend, uh, at least in the world of Tekken. Which is going to be a really nice thing uh, to easier to follow, not having to jump back and forth between three or four different streams, not having the talent pool split between three and four different locations, not having two European challenger events on the same weekend. That's going to be a nice a nice change. So, I have the tweet
0: here. So basically. Um... Kawhi Face Miles was saying something to the effect of, my parents used to call me a loser. Um, and Harada himself responds, you're not a loser. To fight in front of a lot of people is to face pressure. Please tell my words to your parents. Quote, people who can face pressure are not losers. That's cool, Harada, right? I mean, like, half of
2: the rest of E-League, I, I don't think Kawhi Face Miles won any matches at at the event. And as I said, most people did not. It was yeah. a, a it was tournament of a lot of routes. And, yeah, unforgiving, as John just said. Um but, I mean, yeah, that's cool for Harada. Harada. has been a very good community leader the whole time. Whether it's kind of like the stone cold, like, tell love. it like it is Harada <laughs> wearing shirts that say don't fucking ask me for anything, or it's like the, like, pure cuddle love Harada that we're getting right now. Um, I, I think he's done, like, a really good job kind of pulling off that I say what I want on Twitter thing, unlike yeah. a lot of other people.
0: Well, shout-outs to Harada. shout out to Tekken Z-League. shout out to the Tekken World Tour. Y'all are great. Um, anything else you want to mention about this before we move on to our next topic?
3: Uh, let's the the one other change I wanted to mention is yeah. with the regional events or regional finals going away. Uh, it means that you have less of a golden snitch sort of situation, uh, where you know last year you ha- <laughs> that event was so important that making the top three of that pretty much guaranteed. That you were going to be in the regional or in the global finals. And now you have to perform much more consistently throughout the year. You can't just rely on one weekend. So it's that's going to be helpful for some, less helpful for others.
0: I got to come back to me when I'm cracking up, Alon. Fucking Duncan, quit distracting me in the chat over here, man, with stupid ass uh, comments. <laughs> Um, thank oh, you, come
1: Steve
0: on. That's messed up. <laughs> thank you, Steve for your uh, analysis there on the technical World tour and I look forward to I want, you, you're not I'm not getting paid for this. I look forward to your cover to the technical World tour and reading your, uh, your posts and all that business. All right moving on to the Red Bull Conquest. Steve
3: This was another series that got announced uh, this past week. Red Bull uh, stepping up. And not just doing a Street Fighter thing, but stepping into some new games, too, uh, with this series, uh, the Red Bull Conquest series. It's sort of built off the Battlegrounds theme, where it's uh, about representing regions. You work your way up through the region, and then each region will have representatives at the national final, which will be at uh, Red Bull Battlegrounds. The big difference this year is that it's going to consist of three games. It's going to be Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and Guilty Gear Xrd Rev 2. So in each city, there's going to be a tournament in each of those games. The three players who win that tournament will form a team, and they will represent the region at the finals. Um, And then the winning team, when it's all said and done, they get some cash and they get a trip to Evo, Japan 2019, which will be pretty cool. What's on this other slide here, Chief? Uh, that's the schedule, just showing which cities it's coming to. It, I like that it's going to, you know, you've got your areas that usually get a lot of love in events like this, like Los Angeles, NYC, Chicago. You know, but you're see you're gonna see some cities like Nashville on here. You're gonna see the Twin Cities on here. I can actually go to a major without having to take a Greyhound bus. Now, for do you have to be a resident
2: hours. of the city to be on their team? Is that fleshed out?
3: As far as I know, you just gotta get to the event and you will represent that that city. So there's. I haven't done a deep dive into the rules, but I don't nah, think they'll... I really they'll... don't like this. Uh-oh. You know well, there's also going to be an online uh, qualifier, too. So there's going to be w- at least Something one...
0: Something for you to sign up for and then not show up for, Mike. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: There's also a Dallas you know what tournament. What's up, Mike? Do you, John?
1: They did uh, Phoenix, Arizona in the middle of August <laughs> for a gaming event. That's going to smell great. It's going to be survival of the fittest. Mm.
2: I, I think this will be an have... event that's going to be cool when it happens. Um, I, I do. I honestly do. I think it'll be interesting seeing, you know, like the guilty year player team up with the Street Fighter player of each region. I know Street Fighter players specifically on Twitter are a little upset about this because I think, like, you know, obviously there's less Street Fighter spots, right? Like, you know, there's less Street Fighter qualifying tournaments. There's only one Street Fighter player per team instead of three. And so I think of some of the former Red Bull people have said, "Oh, you know, this is this is nothing like my day when there was three of us and ooh. your day um, as in
3: three months ago."
2: You know, they're they're trying something cool. Uh, as I said, I'm a little concerned about the whole like, can you just like, is Team Nashville going to be represented by a single player from Nashville, kind of stuff like that? But
3: uh, I I don't know enough yet to really say anything too much, but. I think that would add like a nice little regional storyline to the to to the qualifiers. You know, can you defend your territory? You know, is someone like Mojo uh, gonna hold off against a guy from Chicago? Is someone like Rylander gonna do well against someone like oh I don't know F Champ coming in trying to snipe a spot? Yeah, no, it certainly could be. And uh,
2: I, I do like a lot of the regions represented there, and I do like the other games are getting some spotlights, so it's pretty cool. And Red Bull events have always been great to watch.
0: All right, are we going to Summit of Power now? Uh,
3: we'll yeah. Summit that, of Power. Let me find it. Here we go. Got it. That was uh, something that just got announced uh, yesterday or today. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure uh, on that, but uh, Summit of Power, it's the uh beyond the summit team they're gonna hold a weekend event slash tournament slash hangout for uh dragon ball fighter z so
0: for people who aren't aware of the summit crew what can you tell us steve
3: uh and what they, they do they run dota they've they won a lot of that they've won a lot of they've run a lot of uh smash events so if you're if you're into that game, you're probably familiar with the setup. But they bring in uh, players, invitees, maybe a couple qualifiers, like 16 of them or, or so. Um, they come into a house. They hang out. They play some some less serious stuff. You know, you'll, you'll have some mafia. You'll have some team battles some other stuff. And then you'll also have that serious tournament uh, at the end as well. Uh, for some money. So it, it, you get to see players kind of hang out in an environment that you don't normally get to see them. So um, people are already calling left to win this
0: <laughs> to win. I, <laughs> I sincerely doubt it. I I'm guessing
2: he'll be invited. I think it I think he should be invited. Hell yeah. Um, if he's going to be the outside, I mean, he's obviously Sonic a Fox, huge which should be He's in another scene in a very different scene. Uh, I think he's probably a shoe in to make it. Sonic Fox. Uh, there, there's a few others who I think are probably pretty likely to make it. Uh, my biggest concern—I think it's really cool. I'm glad that a you know traditional fighting game is getting the spot there, and there's like literally nothing bad for me to say about that. My only concern is the concern that you know, as someone who watches the train wreck that is the Smash community. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. How do you really feel, man? Yeah. Dang. No, after someone who, who follows the Smash community legitimately, as someone who used to play a lot of Smash, um, a concern that they have and that we should have. Is how people get into this because the previous summits for Smash they've invited about half of the players, and then the other half have had to vie for votes in order to get in. And this has been kind of fun, but kind of horrific in other ways, where you know you just have people doing twenty-four hour streaming marathons of them drawing on their faces and doing just like stupid <sighs> stuff Whatever it to takes. get votes. And, and I really don't think the voting system is the right way to do this whatsoever, especially if it's going to be the, the the voting system of old, because the popularity contest turns into more than just a popularity contest. It turns into a I ridiculous. I mean, it's fun, isn't it? It can be, but it can be unhealthy to the point that people were doing it too. I mean, if you really want to be does...
0: invited, get good, Mike. Get good at uh, at hard.
2: It is my last name. If if. If there's a voting, if there's a voting for this, we should start a campaign. All right. Get Donka into the oh, summit. Oh, why? You know, that would you, be great. I played DBFC.
1: But you want good players there. I'm pretty
2: dang good. I promise. We're going to start that campaign early. How about early.
1: If, if you get voted in and you don't win, then you have to shave your head or something like that. <laughs> Fine. Or like half of your head. And that way people will be more excited. To Reverse see, Mohawk just, just see.
0: down the middle of no, the no, line.
1: No, no, no. 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 He, he has to
3: shave half his head if he gets in. But he can't shave the other half unless he wins. I'll
2: do the Android 16 haircut. <laughs> All
0: right, we're going to do it. Sure. We're going to start a Android campaign to get this guy voted in. If, in fact, that happens, Duncan, you better fucking represent us if you make it in. Okay. All
2: 200 of us. I mean, If that's anything like uh, Smash, that'll be about a one millionth
0: of the way. But, Can I, <laughs> dude, Z's me- asking, are you even the best in Texas? At DBFZ? <laughs>
2: I would say I probably am. We have no idea hey. yet, but I would say I probably am. Hey, everybody
0: have in idea Texas. Yet. Duncan says he's the best.
3: Let, let me ask you this, though. Um, if, if we can come back to that uh, voting in. Would you feel more comfortable with that, with having an event like this, having an invitation only or something like that, if there was also a Dragon Ball Fighter Pro Tour or some other big series going on along with this
2: yeah i think that would be better for sure i mean right now i I think they said it's in like three months or something like that so there will be time for the best players to emerge and stuff like that so that'll make it a little easier but right now it feels like pretty purely a popularity thing and it's like what kind
0: I think I think we're done. Hey, hey we're there we are. I did win at Arcade UFO, <laughs>
2: and um, yeah, I think I think that if we're gonna have this summit, I'm hoping it's a precursor to something else too, because I would hate for it to be the only way that people get to show their skills.
0: You know, but separate from all that business, these events to me are a ton of fun. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. No, the event <laughs> itself is
2: a great thing. I just hope the voting isn't horribly controversial.
0: I uh, I have never been to a uh, a summit event, but I did go to Amaz's Hearthstone uh, event one time, I think in Houston. You would have been so jealous. Uh, Amaz, Trump, Kibler, yeah, all I your Hearthstone boys. And dark and, but, but the energy in the uh, in the house, is just like, it's almost like a sleepover for adults. And they're playing video games, and competing, and a bunch of other fun shenanigans. So um, I just like it because it's something different. That's why I appreciate it. Anybody else want to say anything about Beyond the Summit?
3: No. No.
0: Let's talk about some free agents. Not one, but two. I guess you can add that to the third, which was Knuckle Do Dang. And um, let me see if I can pull this up here. Um, why don't we go ahead and start with uh, FChamp. He put out a tweet saying, uh, you guessed it, I'm out of here. Wait, that's not it. Here we go. Well, not only that,
1: but the Splice is out of here, too.
0: Well, let, let, let's just yeah. go in order here. So I see FChamp on the tweet. As of today, I'm no longer part of Splice Gaming. Such an amazing org. Thank you for everything. Good luck moving forward. Um, and then if you go over to 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 uh, Splice's, there was a clip from him. You, you can watch this. I mean, I don't have the audio on it, but this is the uh, owner of uh, Splice, Marty Strzelwook, if I'm pronouncing that right. And the, we do have a quote here, and we can read that first. But I just want to get—I guess we can go with the quote, and then I'll come back to my point here. Listening to this guy kind of made uh, left a sour taste in my mouth. But let's call up this. Uh, do you want to read this to us, my man? You have such a sexy, sultry voice, Steve. I guess I do.
3: Um, <laughs> let me get my Barry Wanalo on, or my Barry I Lake. guess I
1: do. Uh,
3: this was part of like a five-minute. Uh, stream discussing why splice was uh leaving the fgc uh that means that f champ was a free agent ryan lv was now a free agent and they weren't gonna bring in uh another fgc player and he talked about some of the challenges that they faced and one thing one part uh kind of kind of jumped out at me uh he said quote it's the challenges of first of all working in a multi-game multi-publisher environment like the fgc is how do you build sustainable revenue streams how do you look at the future of what you're investing into beyond the player your entire attachment is to a single player and if that player goes to another team what do you have exactly um, he goes on to say, in League of Legends, we, lost—we being Splice, lost four of our five players, but we're still the Splice League of Legends team. In those single-player games, you face the challenge of, are we the Splice Marvel team? Are we the Splice FGC team, in the case of someone leaving? And even if they do stay, the multiple-game environment makes it more challenging. All right, so I don't actually know
0: for a fact. This is a little bit of conjecture, but if if Champ decides to leave... Because Champ is a multi-game player, obviously. If Champ decides to leave and all you have left is Ryan LV, what do you do? This? What Marty did? It makes sense, right? Yeah. Um, but but going back to what, what I wanted to mention that left a sour taste in my mouth, and I get it. And this is eSports and it's a business. But I'm listening to the guy talk, and he refers to F Champ. He was such a great influencer. And what that actually means is that he has a large social media print. He has a large... Uh, player base and therefore I can sell shit off his back and his retweets and his presence and his social media presence. And that to me I don't like the way, I don't like the sound of that. Um, because it's too much of a cut and dry black and white business and not enough of this is also a human being and, I, and the reason why I bring this up is because when I think, and I know we've articulated a million different ways, but when people say they don't like the esports aspect of what's happening in the FGC, I think this is what they're talking about. The business, turning it into a numbers game and turning it into something like that, as opposed to, you know, guys getting together to figure out who's the best at a game.
2: I'll be be honest, I mean, like, I don't think anything he said is wrong. I kind of agree with you that I don't think some of it needed to be said. I think at some point you, like, there's no necessity to explain why you're cutting the FGC team. I think the especially professional thing to do would just be to say you're doing it and then be done with it. But... I kind of see where they're coming from too. It really is hard to sponsor FTC players for the reason he said. I mean, he is right. Like, if you lose FChamp, what are you now? I mean, I get you're nothing really. You're just you're just looking for another player to put your handle on. And so, I see why they did it. It sounds like I'm guessing FChamp probably won't have too much trouble finding another organization.
0: Uh, I hear rumors that he's got plenty. Yeah, uh, yeah, probably. He's, he's probably got plenty. So.
2: He's
1: um, super marketable, right? But like, uh, I mean, thinking about it from from the business point of view, yeah, you can. If you're one of these esports teams, yeah, you might be able to be make a profit in in like avenues that go down like the League of Legends route and the Counter-Strike Source route or stuff like that. But with fighting games I feel like you, you go into this knowing you're probably going to be operating in the red for a while still. And it's going to take a team more like you know uh, Echo Fox that has a whole bunch of money behind it uh, evidently um, you know, to, to just be able to be okay with that kind of a thing making this like a long-term investment. But if you're one of these like kind of like more startup teams and, and such, it's like how can you how can you ever expect to make money off of fighting games given where they're at right now? I, th- I think we're still not really at that line yet where you can actually expect to make money here. Well, well, to be fair,
3: um, to your point, uh, to your point, uh, blah blah blah. I don't know what's wrong with me today, uh, but he was good. talking about yeah, he was talking about uh, some of the reasons that. The team was leaving and one of them was you know they wanted to really focus on games like League of Legends games where they can you know w- construct the narrative of Splice you know to paraphrase him uh, and, and this was sort of like an offshoot of that conversation so he wasn't just trying to to pin it on like oh there's like 20 games in the FGC or whatever mm-hmm. the other thing is I think that Like, if you're an organization coming in, there's no getting around that. You know, there's only room for three or four players per game that can be uh, sponsorable solely on being the best, you know, because if you're the seventh best player in the world, what value does that bring to the table? If you're not the best, you're not one of the best, you're, you're up there. that in and of itself isn't necessarily a huge hook so you have to have something else you have to have personality you have to have somebody following you Mm -hmm. you know you have to have fans that that are interested in you in order for it to make any sense uh from an organizational standpoint so yeah talking about it in terms of being an influencer you know it sucks it sucks that it's part of the business side of things but it is part of the business side of things and that's the reality we got to deal with but i didn't maybe it's because
0: that's what stood out and made my ear ring but i didn't hear him say he's a great competitor and he's like an ambassador you know he started off by saying this whole influencer thing i was like man whatever screw this
3: but he t- he talked about him like, like well they're gone great so
0: i mean <laughs> Um, no, I mean I, maybe I need to go back and listen to it again, and the dude's smart He's made some good business decisions, and uh, you know it is what it is now Let's take a look again at this uh, tweet from champ as of today. I'm no longer part of yeah, go back and forth to Such tweet an them. amazing org. Thank you for everything and good luck moving forward and then compare that to this vastly different and differently composed Oh, wait a second. Can you go back and forth like three times? <laughs> as of t- this is punk as of today I'm no longer part of Panda Global PG such an amazing org thank you for everything good luck moving forward I think this is punk just trolling um, because th- it's not like somebody told them what to say I don't I, I, I
2: mean either there, it's either punk is trolling it'd be an interesting place to troll on your goodbye your org that treated, <laughs> treated you apparently very well um, he copy pasted it um, Just just did it or, like, someone's running their Twitter account and, like, did the same thing. No, like, no, it can't I don't be. Think it's that. It can't
0: be. And, and I honestly don't think that, that it's like, oh, they've already both been picked up by the same team and they told them what to tweet. I honestly I d- would don't think be, that's it. It would
2: not be letter for letter the same thing unless they have someone not that smart working there.
0: I
1: think Punk was trolling. Punk's
2: probably trolling. Yeah. That's, that's... Or,
1: or Punk has been wondering how to put this on Twitter, <laughs> saw FChamp do it, copied it, and said, yo, that's a good way of doing it, and then just did it. <laughs>
0: Now, wait. You uh, don't
1: mess with perfection. <laughs> I know, right? Frame broke.
0: Um, now, there's a couple of things to discuss. One, uh, now we have Do, we have Champ, we have Punk. These are like some of the best guys in, in at infiltration. least Infiltration. K- infiltration, of course. Um, when are they getting picked up, right? The um, the season starts
3: pretty soon here. The worst
2: nightmare is like they're all Echo Fox and it's just oh, like a no. Monopoly. Oh, God.
3: That would be no, bad. <laughs>
2: But there's a chance at least a few of them end up at the same place. And, I mean, certainly, I mean, Dude's been posting luncheons with companies and stuff, so he's obviously getting sponsored. You assume that Punk and Champ probably have a good shot at a lot of organizations. Infiltration has his pick, I mean, literally of anything he wants.
1: So... It's true. I I wish we had... Like, you know, if if we're talking about this and it's like NFL free agents, we can go, okay. well, we know that, you know, it costs about this much for this caliber of a player and such. And this is the kind of money we're talking about. And we know that this entity has this much money so they could do it. But in the FTC, it's like we're like, I don't I don't know how much it costs to sponsor one of these players. I don't know how much, you know, a knuckle do versus a punk would would take (laughs) out of your pocket. You know,
0: Think of it this way. It's not so much. Oh, I have a sponsor. It's I'm a paid employee of this organization and I shit you not. Some of the, I hear Daigo, are you ready for this? This is the number that I was told by somebody who knows that he makes damn near a half a million a year based on uh, his teams, his sponsorships, all of his, the, the money that he makes off of everything, endorsements, the works. And right. your average American top tier uh, player commands close to 100K a year.
1: Yeah, that's that, yeah with, with advertising and And I think it's reasonable
0: know. to assume that a champ, a punk, a do, certainly, a Capcom Cup winner... And somebody like uh, uh, infiltration could command close to that. Yeah. Well. Now, I don't know. now somebody, Maybe. somebody in the doc here, because we put our notes together before we do the show, and the doc is um, Splice has left the FTC. Is esports backing off? Is this the end of the FTC and esports? Is, it, is doing it?
1: the same thing.
0: Okay. Um, so, a, I don't think that's the case. I think it's just. Um, The real players are sticking around, and the other ones that can't weather the storm until I agree. I think
2: a lot of the small teams that pick people up to try to make it big are dying. And, I mean, Splice is bigger in another level, but they were small in the FGC. And Circa was kind of an up-and-comer period. So, yeah, I think a lot of those places are starting to lose out to the places that are... Paying their players hundred thousand dollars, and some players, as you, as Steve said, there's only a few players who are worth it as far as exposure goes, and they're the people way at the top. The up and comers aren't worth anything until they're actually there.
1: And what if we? Oh, I'm good.
2: I was just gonna say these contracts aren't long enough. That like, it, it's not like having the up and comer as a small team really helps you that much, right? Like if you sponsor. You know, Punk, before he gets big, once he gets big and his contract ends, he's going to go with a big guy who's going to pay him a lot of money. You being the original doesn't do anything. And yeah. so, yeah. there you go. What, what were we going to say, so, John?
1: Well, what if we wake up tomorrow and we find out that it's no longer infiltration, knuckle-do, uh, F-champ, and, uh, and and Punk, but it's uh, Team EMP infiltration, knuckle-do, F-champ,
2: <laughs> and Punk. Oh, oh my God. God. Well,
1: why even I, I, sure...
3: bring this up? Why? No,
1: no, no, no. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, well, that would... <laughs> that would be headlines for days. I think Triforce
2: has could... moved on to cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the, the, the king Bitcoin. of Bitcoin
0: now.
1: <laughs> and now That's... he has the money, right? Bitcoin just had a surge, right? And he's got the money to do it. Take out Echo Fox. You're welcome. <laughs> that's a million dollar oh, deal right there, John. No. It's all about Ethereum,
2: <laughs> They're now. They're making a million bitcoins.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's going to pay me bitcoins, too. Ravioli coins. Um, Ravioli. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh,
2: my. <laughs> <laughs> Ravioli coins.
0: <laughs> I think that's the next I, I, one. I, it's the next big one. I, Ravioli coins.
2: Triforce I, coins. Tri coins. Oh, oh
0: God. Rupees. <laughs> Stop saying I that. could
2: go make one. I'll make a cryptocurrency. Tri coins.
3: Or Ravioli coins.
0: Bit rupees. I don't know. Um, so all right, guys, don't, chef do
3: coin
1: Rd. Chef coin Rd.
3: don't continue to fuel this fire, man. I need a new graphics card.
1: <laughs> we just derailed this show. I'm sorry, oh, <laughs> dad.
3: I... <laughs> all right,
0: guys, uh, we're professionals. See. Let's get back to this to the damn show. show.
3: Okay, why did it say serious before you got on this chef coin? <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, all right, all right. Jeff, play our coin.
3: Oh, God. Uh, What you got, Steve? Bring it
0: back, Steve. What you got?
3: I think that, you know, over the last couple years, we've seen a lot of organizations come in hoping, you know, fingers crossed that fighting games would be the the big, big thing of 2017, 2018, that it would go to epic proportions. And it didn't quite go there. It's growing. It's still growing in... You know, at a good clip, but there isn't necessarily room for as many organizations to thrive as, you know, maybe some people at Hope. So now we're seeing a little bit of a thinning out. There's still going to be room for some big players. There's still going to be room for um, there's still going to be room for those small up and coming teams signing uh, those players on the come up. But I don't necessarily think we're going to see as many new organizations coming in over the next year or two as we saw over the last two years.
0: Yeah, I think that makes sense. All right, guys. Um, We were curious. So we put it out on Twitter. Question of the day. Who would you put of these free agents on your team? Let's see. Let's see what we got. Question of the day. Um, What you got, Steve? You want me to read these you got them? You go for it. Knuckle doo. He's a Cap Cup champion, FGC ambassador and role model, a true inspiration with everything he has had to deal with in his personal life and yet still find success. I'd want to build an FGC team that wouldn't only excel today, but also grow the FGC of tomorrow. Next one, Incross at Incross FGC writes Infiltration because you get the whole package. He's not only one of the best players in the world again, but also has more fans than any other free agent and makes effort to connect with them. I need the numbers on that. Dylan Megahi at, I want a team that embraces the heel role and signs all the disrespectful guys to one roster. Punk, Champ, Bronson, etc. That's not a bad idea. That'd be sick. Yeah, you can do work with that. <laughs> oh, Zero Cool at, AngelUnder48 uh, at, Knuckle Dude Dang, Not many people who can reinvent Guile and be the best in the world with that character. Then we got J-Sam-F, Dadoo Dogra, and finally some Velociraptor. What? what? They want to put you on the team, bro? i do it. Whatever. <laughs> but I like it. that team. You like that team? There was more, Steve. You didn't give me all the good ones. I'll
2: throw like a few Boyar coins into that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Boyar coins. Let me, let, I'm going to troll Steve and find that other one that we had. Here we go. Let's see if I can find it. I'll just read it out to you. Damn, where was it, Steve? Why'd you do this to me?
3: It's because I hate you and everything you stand for.
0: Okay, we have at Fluenzo, who wrote Knuckledu. He's the only one of the recent free agents not showing signs of being washed up. I don't know if that's a fair assessment, uh, at Fluenzo.
2: I think people are like, I mean, do you really know what to judge people on right now based on the fact that, like, the pro tour hasn't even started? I don't know, man. It's... It's a, it's a tough thing to say how good anyone is right now. A lot of people are, are finding their bearings in season three or not really trying that hard to find their bearings until the season starts. And, and knowing the personalities of a few of these guys, who knows what will be different in final round and then a month later, you know.
0: Anything else I think add? it's
2: unfair to say any one of those players is washed up. But yeah, I yeah. do think Knuckle Doo is great, so...
0: And I also think despite his controversial nature, Champ is a uh, smart pickup. He has the Bud Light All-Star to his name. That's uh, extremely important. I'll put that I on mean, my he got headstone. got top
2: eight at Evo with Dawson this year. What He's he really need? dang good. <laughs> and <he> that was <laughs> this year. That was this Evo. Top eight with Dawson, who sucks. Uh,
0: we're in 2018, bro. That, oh, that was last, the last year. Week. Sorry, <laughs> uh, that was when you were 24. I play Abigail. Someone should just pick me up. I mean, I might win something. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> somebody put Dunka on their uh, free agent roster there. Um, all right, moving on, guys. That was the question of the day. Thank you, to everybody who responded. Uh, we appreciate your input. Moving on, Dogra got married, and Beast TV Daigo streamed the reception. They got a ton of donations. It was a fun event. Uh, Daigo drunk it was funny to watch him play some matches. There was a lot of his t shirt. <laughs> Hilarious stuff. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't he like embarrassedly say at a previous event, "Oh man, everybody's dressed nice, and I'm in my
1: yeah twitch he was shirt." He did shirt. it
2: again. He claimed he has to wear that t-shirt or something like that. <laughs> seems like, uh, no way anyone would make you wear a t-shirt to a wedding. So I don't know if that's BS <laughs> or what. That seems. Com- no contract would ever specify that. Well, maybe one
3: worth five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I. Diego sure.
1: is just relishing in the fact that he can get away with wearing a T-shirt yeah. to a formal event not once but twice.
3: <laughs> Steve, what, what did they raise uh, what this money good. for?
1: Uh, they were raising it to
3: give it to uh, Dogra and his new wife as a wedding present. That's so a nice purse, right there, for sure. About fifty-three hundred dollars, if I remember correctly.
0: That's a that's a nice little payday. Um, yeah, it's nice after Dogra. I just, it's kind of me, but I just remember, I, I remember
2: his wife getting very emotional after Dogra lost in grand finals of Blaze Blue for $30,000 the other year. So,
0: hey, Grissini nice is saying that Dogra is no longer a free agent. Um, anybody care to enlighten us? That'd be great. Maybe he's joking about the fact that he's, he's married, now? married now. He's married now. Uh, know. Good one, Grissini. Um, all right, but that... He's, he's not a free agent. He's on a team. I'm pretty Cyclops, proud. right? Yeah, he's, yeah. Well, yes. um, the fact that this wedding was streamed, uh, made us wonder, block or grab, what would you want to stream out of your life events? Here me with the graphic. <laughs> block grab. grab. Why am I the only one who did it? Bro, I just did it. You didn't hear me? I whispered it. That, that All right. doesn't count. So anyway, block or grab. <laughs> These are, uh, uh, moments from your life that you would want streamed. Um... Starting with you, Ba mitzvah. Your wedding or wedding reception. will start at the top. Block or grab your wedding or wedding reception to be streamed.
2: Oh, man. You know, it's like one of those things where my current girlfriend, like the troll of streaming it would be so funny that I would <laughs> want to do it. But on the other hand, I might literally die and have the wedding canceled. So I'm
0: going to have to respectfully block. Are you saying that you're going to one day make an honest woman out of your girlfriend and uh, pop the question? I'm not implying anything. I'm pleading the <laughs> oh, fifth. Oh, man. We almost got this guy to propose. Impromptu. One pleading day. the fifth. One day. Um, John, would you block or grab your wedding or wedding reception being streamed live on Twitch?
1: Oh, uh, it would depend on my relationship with the FGC. Uh, and it would depend on who I was marrying. Um, <laughs> it's going to come down to what she wants, right? But like. Dang. All right. I just—it's—it's—it's the—it's the wife's day, isn't it? It's something like that. I don't know. Uh, realistically, though, I went to a wedding maybe about a year and a half ago, and we absolutely had setups at that wedding. It was one of the local um, fighting game players here in, in Tucson, and uh, and it was absolutely hype, and and she was super down with it, so it worked out. So uh, so I I, I I grab it. I entertain the idea of grabbing
0: it. <laughs> Steve, are you gonna block or grab on uh, on having your wedding streamed?
3: Okay, a picture, if you will.
1: <laughs> I already want it.
3: I'm grabbing yeah. for Steve.
1: Do it.
3: Grab next question. You, you're you're at you're you're at the top of the aisle. Mm-hmm. The door's open. Mm-hmm. Your wife your wife to be comes through the door, looking beautiful, looking elegant. Bible thump. She... <laughs> Talking thump. There would be about twenty percent bible thump and eighty percent grill. <laughs> <laughs> you were thirst. I ain't down with that block. Maybe the reception afterwards, but the the wedding itself block.
2: Uh Efren, without reading the
0: chat, block or grab. Block. Block.
3: <laughs> I'm
0: already married. How about, how it's too about the late.
1: birth of your baby?
0: Uh we'll get we'll come around to that. And also <laughs> oh, block. That on there? Yeah, that's a block. Um you you guys can get a, a picture maybe on Twitter or some.
1: Boy or grill <laughs> It's a girl.
0: <laughs> gonna be a girl <laughs> all right uh moving on to the next one blocker grab your graduation aren't you trying to get into law school my man um due to the fact that i'm currently employed i would rather not talk too far about that um, <laughs> uh, sorry you think the the boys at ibm are watching um, uh, best of five hopefully not
2: <laughs> <laughs> based on what you just said thanks ephron um, <laughs> sorry dude <laughs> uh, um no but uh we can talk we'll talk about My high school graduation, I actually signed up to be the graduation speaker. What, are you valedictorian? And I did not win. No, no, no. We had had valedictorian speech and we had speaker. No, not for that
3: either. Were you the class
2: president? No. Were you voted most popular? I (laughs) did win the ability to speak at my elementary school. So one person got chosen for each elementary school and then one person for, or no, for each middle school because three middle schools fed into the high school. But I didn't accept it because I was salty. So no, I did not win the ability to speak at my graduation. I
0: don't want it streamed because that's lame. <laughs> block. Uh, Stegosaurus Squad, that's, that's rough, dog. Um, John, block or grab on your graduation. Let's call it high school.
1: Yeah, i don't see why not there's a lot of air horns a lot of mirrors going on and stuff and uh i mean it already felt like everybody in the crowd was basically a giant stream chat anyway with all the murmuring and, and stuff like that so hey why not yeah you grab it
0: steve Bucker or grab your high school graduation being streamed man on Daigo's channel
1: on Daigo's channel it's a grab <laughs> all
3: day every day
0: all right well there you go neat uh moving on block or grab a family reunion Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all that's the shillers.
1: rated <laughs> oh, Why man, is it R-rated, John? Hold, hold, hold
0: that thought, John. We'll get to why you think that's R-rated. It's like... I would grab. I think it would be entertaining. What, 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 what parts do you think the chat would respond to at your family reunion? My
2: mom would eat it up. She is a like literal conspiracy theorist. Like, Ask her <laughs> if we've landed on the moon. Like, Ask her anything <laughs> like that. She says no? The government um, staged it? She... She would talk to the stream hardcore, like like Mama Schiller versus Twitch would be legendary, and she would love it. So yeah, I, I would
0: scream a family reunion. What, what's your mom's opinion on uh, Jet Fuel and Steel Beams? Ask her. All right, um, on stream. <laughs> well, uh, John, your family reunion, all the all the Guerreros, the Velociraptors in tow.
1: All right. So uh, my dad's side of the family is Nicaraguan and uh, very much like crazy and like like gypsies. And then my mom's side of the family is from Nebraska and that's very much middle of the country. Obviously, very uh, very plain. Very salt and pepper is the is the spiciest you're going to get, and uh, I don't think I've ever seen uh, both sides come together. But if it did, that would be a very interesting. I, you know what? We should stream something like that because it probably never happened in the history of ever before. So, uh, so I guess I would grab on that, but I can't. I'm not signing off, and I'm I'm not sanctioning.
0: Steve, um, do you think that Donka's mom is a flat earther?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak to that, but picture this, if you will. <laughs> All right. You're, 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 at, you're at the cookout, and your little, little cousin you, that you used to babysit long, long ago, she just got into college. You, she walks into the, the park. You, you give her a hug. 20% of the chat is going to be Bible Bible thump. thump. 80% grill. <laughs> no. Block.
0: All right, guys, that brings us to our last blocker grab category. This is assuming that you're single. I know you're not. You would never disrespect Coco, lovely young woman. Blind date. Streamed on Twitch. I would stream a blind date even though I am in a relationship.
2: That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds hilarious. Uh, I think there's a huge market for that. I, I, there's probably already IRL streams that stream blind dates. I wouldn't doubt it. But um... where, where, where would you take your blind date? Here in Austin. I feel like I already want Tumble 22. I feel like I want Hot Chicken again. <laughs> You're a Hot Chicken, we'll get teen, hot huh? chicken. You got to be able to take at least like the third level to be acceptable. It's like one of those Jerry Seinfeld How high does it like, go? Oh,
0: she ordered the Wimpy. Like, I don't like that. Like, <laughs> how block, high does the Hot Chicken block. go?
2: goes to Fire in the Hole is the hottest. But
0: what, like, number is that? If three, four. four. Okay, so if you can take three, three you, you get a like, second date yeah, with Donka. second date. John, where, uh, <laughs> You guys just changed the camera. What are you doing, man? Uh, Steve, uh, block or grab on a blind date being streamed, and where would you take said date?
3: All right. Picture this if you will. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, Here's the problem with uh, streaming a blind date. If it goes badly, then you've got material (laughs) that can be used against you for all of time. If it goes well, then... um, there will be parts of the date that would get you banned from Twitch due to community guidelines. <laughs> that would happen towards
0: the end of the day. Dude, you're streaming the date, not the bedroom.
3: That's not part of it?
0: Bro, if you make it there, turn the if, t- turn if, the stream off, bro.
3: If you make it there, you make it anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, I am so in trouble. Uh block.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a couple of grabs on there for you, bro. Oh, um, John, block or grab on streaming your blind
1: date? Absolutely grab. And that would be, I think that'd be fun. And especially if I knew I was being streamed the whole time, like I would, I would ham it up for the stream and it wouldn't go well, most likely. Uh, But, but I I would have a lot of fun with it. So uh, I would grab that.
0: We have Trevzor in the chat saying streaming a blind date would be funny if you let the chat tell you what to do. Um, yeah. John, how would that go for you? What do you think?
1: Uh, I mean, what do you think the chat would tell <laughs> <you> to
0: do? <laughs> um, why don't you walk us through, John, a typical date with John Velociraptor Guerrero. I've heard uh, that uh, you've had some hot dates in your time, bro. So, so good that? That, 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 that you had a, a date that made, handcrafted, a shell Velociraptor from beach shells. Oh yeah. It's a beautiful creation. I hope you still have that. From Mexico, um, so yeah. You, so you're doing something right, bro. I don't know what it is you got going on, John, but clearly the ladies love you. Why don't you uh, let us in on some it's of the magic? It's Goken. <laughs> yeah, is it your Goken?
1: Well, yeah, people don't really know what I look like, and then I tell them that, you know, I'm I'm that Goken player, and then they're like, oh, I'll swoon, and then and from pretty much there, it's sealed the deal. I don't even have to ask them what their favorite Game of Thrones character is, Um <laughs> But uh, but yeah, if if that doesn't work, it just goes to the you know the the normal channels. What's your favorite Game of Thrones character? What's your relationship like with your dad? Do You like to you know like stuff like that, and uh, and then yeah, and then it works out. That's all you really need to do. I could write a book.
0: Well, it'd be one page, (laughs) pretty much just did. What's your favorite Game of Thrones character? And what's up with your dad? Um, And what what, what should the answers? What are the red flags uh, based on the answers to the question? How's your relationship with your dad?
1: Oh, well, if they say it's good, then you're like, ah, oh, well, this isn't going to work short term. Maybe long <laughs> term. Oh, my God. Good, but, like, you know, you don't want. <laughs> So, so that kind of tells you right there, and then you just go you know, just go to the next uh, Bumble date that you can find this or whatever. This is a fighting tender. game
2: talk
0: show
1: <laughs> <laughs> about, about
3: streaming
0: blind dates.
1: What is
3: wrong with us? We are flying. Yeah, we're,
0: we're, we're losing viewers, guys. Uh, I think we're actually at the end of the show. We've run out of Street Fighter <laughs> topics or fighting game topics. Anything else fighting game related you all would like to discuss? Well, something
2: that will be being streamed that people will actually want to watch is Final Round in two weeks. And we have confirmed, I believe, that Sonic, Fox, and Goichi are playing in a first-to-ten exhibition. How's it going to go?
0: Who's got it? Who, who's your money on? I think Goichi's going to win.
2: Dang. Who do you want to win,
1: and who do you think is going to win?
0: Same. Same answer, right?
2: I don't know. I think Sonic winning would be, would be really fun. To, I, honestly, what I want is for one person to blow the other guy out. I don't want it to be close. Wait, I want what? one of them... Because like, if it's 10-9, to 9, Stop, John. there's nothing to shit talk, right? <laughs> like, you barely won whatever good match. I want whoever wins to just... I want it to be an absolute rout.
0: Be- before we get everybody else's hot takes on this, um, question. I guess Sonic Fox hasn't really ever gotten a chance to test himself against Japanese players, right? Is that fair to say still? Because he's been on the NRS. Pretty... This will be... Rome.
2: And, I mean, we've said this. Like, the People were like, oh, he's never to play someone good, and then he beat Champ. So, I mean, he's proven himself many a time. But this will be his first match... Versus a top Japanese name like
0: this. And, and, and I, is, it, is it known that Goichi is the best Dragon Ball player? Goichi in Japan?
2: is currently winning his local, and the people getting second, third, and fourth are Dogra, Fenrich, and Koji KOG. So he's at least really damn good because those are all legends. All right. And yeah, Japan says that Goichi is the best. Who do you well, want to win and Legends, who's gonna win?
1: Sorry. Go I ahead. wanna see I wanna see uh, Goichi play a first of ten against Perfect Legend first, and then we can gauge exactly <laughs> oh, if he's worthy God. or not, you know, to, to play <laughs> Fox, and we'll go from there.
0: In what game?
1: Oh, Dragon Ball Fighters.
0: Yeah, because I think Perfect Legend is playing Dragon Ball, if I'm not mistaken.
1: He, he had he's like early access, he was doing work with uh, <laughs> with I think Bandai Namco to come out with those little tutorials he's the best. and whatnot. He was according yeah. to
0: himself. <laughs> Steve, who's going to win? Who do you
3: want to win? In reverse order, who do you want to win? Who's going to win? I want to see Goichi mop Sonic Fox because I think it would drive him to get even better at the game. I want to see an eventual bloodbath at Evo, figuratively speaking. Not a literal one? You don't want to see Not a a literal bloodbath. We don't need to go full carry here. Uh, But I want someone to, to, to put some hands on him in-game, you know? He, he, someone needs to remind him that, hey, you're not untouchable. And I think Goichi is the guy who can do it, and I think Goichi is going to be the guy to do it. I I'd like Goichi this weekend.
2: I'll and i I'll tell a small anecdote just about the way that I have seen Japanese players take money matches, and it's a lot more serious.
0: Than even like then, a tournament
2: match? Then, yes, than tournament matches than what I've seen here. I played versus Dora, uh, a very famous Blaze Blue Bang player, in a money match at Evo, and lost five to four, super close. And he challenged me directly after that match to another money match at the next tournament we met at. And let me tell you, he beat me seven to zero, real fucking bad. And he told me he spent the entire time learning the ins and outs of my character.
3: And I, then I, I water. just,
2: I just don't, and I know that. Goichi has a similar sort of drive, and I just don't think that that guy is going to be beaten in a first attempt, ten, based on what I've seen out of him playing.
0: So you don't think that – but, but I mean – sorry, this is going to sound rude, but you're you. This is Sonic Fox, right? Of a, course. A, a total lab monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's potentially going in there and figuring out Goichi's players, no? Characters? Team?
2: I think, and yet again, this is all speculation. But I think Sonic is really cocky about this, and I don't know. I'm sure he'll practice, but I'm not sure he's going to put in the same level that I think Goichi will. And I've already seen, you know, Dogra is already switching to a lot of the characters Sonic Fox plays in their tournaments, and so it's going to be interesting.
0: John, who do you want to win, and who do you think will win?
1: I, I don't like monopoly players um Or monopolizing players, I don't like. uh <laughs> when you mean, like people who play wins. fucking Monopoly? The <laughs> yeah, because the, the, <laughs> like, they're always with that stupid free parking rule. Like, <laughs> as much as much. Uh, well, what I don't like it when when one player just dominates everything forever, and especially the way Sonic Fox has been going from game to game and winning. And and it's like I can't deny the kid's ability. Uh, if he sticks with fighting games, he's going to. He's already in the history books. Who knows where it's going to go? good for him great I want to see him crash and burn and that's more the competitive side of me um, and and like I like if, if someone is gonna win I want it to be like the more established grandmaster type you know that we're like you he's gone through the channels he's he's learned everything um, and, and he's he's been to all the places and now all of that you know accumulates into one thing and it's it's, it's his success right so I, I really want to see goichi win. But I've seen it too many damn times now with with Sonic Fox, but also with like Punk, um, with Knuckle Dew, with these young kids that have just come up and they're somehow able to like dethrone the masters. And so I I really, I don't want to put my money on either at this point because it's too crazy. But uh, I I think just basically with recent history, the way that's been going, uh, this Sonic Fox is very well could take it. But I want to see Goichi win.
0: Uh. Either way, I think it's going to be a fun... Yeah, it's
2: it's going to be really... This is honestly the first one of these matches that has actually excited me in any way since, like, Champ vs. KBR. Which I thought was exciting for a totally different reason. This is, like, the first time I can think of in years that purely on a gameplay standpoint, even if you took Fox and Goichi's personality totally out of it, I am very excited to see who wins this match. And then you throw on the personality yeah. Yeah. And, and the you, youth angle. You throw away Goichi versus calling him out, and America versus Japan, and it's going to be, you know, whether or not you care about DBFZ, this will be the most important and fun to watch thing, maybe, of the entire Final Round weekend.
0: Well, I want to know what the chat thinks. Chat, give me a one for Sonic Fox. Give me a two for Goichi, and uh, then we'll discuss that are, further. Are,
3: are, are we talking about who they want to win? Yeah, one is they,
0: Sonic they, Fox winning. No, this or is who you want to win, okay. fuck it. Uh, or what do you think? Too late, numbers are coming in. Damn, we're getting a ton of twos.
2: <laughs> I, think, I think Sonic Fox has become the heel of, of these games. And especially for anime games like this, people love the Japanese players. Probably more than they love the local American players. And I think people kind of like seeing the status quo that Japan's the best. Because I think it makes them feel good about themselves. Definitely
0: a ton so, of ones in here, but way more twos. Yeah, Which was I think
2: people want to see Goichi win, and I think people think he's gonna win at this point. But who knows? I'm not and despite the fact that I think Goichi will win solidly, I'm not like ridiculously confident about it. Sonic Fox is pretty much undefeated when he tries to do well. So he can pull it off.
3: And I think, you know, if you're interested in exhibitions, there's another event this weekend on uh Daigo's stream. Uh Oh yeah. Is oh, Komodo <laughs> uh, this weekend? Yes, it is. What's that it's all about, be, bro? Uh that's gonna be sort of ex uh, it's a trio of exhibitions. I actually added the uh match list to the uh drive, if you can if you're still able to pull that up. Let me let me give that a shot for you, pal. All right. So you've got three matches this weekend. Um it's gonna be you're gonna have one in uh Street Super Street Fighter 2 between uh Kotaka Shoten and Ito. You've got the lady showdown in Tekken 7 between Tanukana and Yu Yu. Um and if you haven't watched the promo for that, that's a good one because it's talking about how Tanakana's been able to travel. You know, she's been able to make her name internationally, but domestically, you know, Yu Yu's had to go into real life mode, but she may be the the best female player in the country, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Um, and then the main event is going to be in Street Fighter Five Arcade Edition: oh, Daigo yeah. versus Tokido. That and, one
0: is just that uh, That might even be more hype for me right now than uh, Goichi versus Sonic Fox just because of that damn promo they put out Yeah, yeah. Daigo talks shit and Tokito's like yeah I can't beat him
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Neither Both players are like yeah Daigo's gonna win it's, it's free there's no way but like <laughs> Tokido's like I'm gonna try because I just want to see how far behind I am and it's like but the, but the results don't at all say that I know but, I know I know I know. but, but
0: the, the, the great part was he's like I mean you know how it's gone you've seen my match versus Shen I usually win in the long set I guess Tokito wants <laughs> to feel that for himself oh my god he just goes on and on y'all gotta check out that these video these have
2: been if you haven't watched these the kimono michi videos have been like absolutely the best like promo shit talk videos the fgc has seen by a thousand miles like they've always been corny and they've been funny and stuff like that for other video for, for like other things when they've had them at all these different events but these are actually really well produced and they're 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 very fun to watch and even though, even though
0: we've already seen the results of kimono michi one you should watch those ones too Hey, yeah. Steve, who, uh, or is it a first to 10 for Daigo versus Tokido? Ah,
1: I think Which is it's Daigo's, first yes, first to 10, and, and the, the the whole thing is that even though Tokido is the Evo champion, the runner-up at Capcom Cup and everything, and, and for all intents and purposes, probably the best Street Fighter V player around right now, um, he, he the, the idea is that Daigo with prep time him being like the Batman of fighting games and such won't lose to anybody you know like Daigo with prep time would beat Gordon Ramsay in a first to ten cook off or something like that you know just cause Daigo with time to prep it beats everyone
0: alright let's do it again who do you think will win give me a one for Daigo give me a two for Tokido I
2: think Daigo's got it
0: I think Daigo's got
2: it I think it's an advantage matchup for Guile uh, from what I understand, Daigo is beating Tokido in Season 3 in the sets they've played so far. And I think Daigo really is very good in that format.
0: On any level, does Tokido throw this out of respect no. for the Master? Definitely
3: not.
1: No. No. Like, makes no, it look would close. Be not even, would it would no. be disrespect for the Master.
3: I mean, it's not like he's playing Lupe Fiasco here. You got to try to beat him. I mean, honestly,
2: I think I said this last, but the most striking thing I remember Daigo saying in that trailer is that he finally feels like Tokido is playing for the sake of fighting games. Mm. And if <laughs> so
3: really,
2: he really believes that, because like Daigo like only plays because he loves fighting games, right? Then to, then Tokido would never do that. They're just both going to play their best. I,
3: well, my favorite part was like... T- Just not that he was shit-talking, but he was shit-talking in such a way that it felt like he was just stating facts. Yeah. Sky is blue. You know. I think he literally says the sky
2: is blue like an IP Tokido.
0: (laughs) Well, uh, we're all really excited for that. That's what we'll be watching this weekend. I don't actually know how you can watch it. Steve, do you know?
3: It's going to be on uh, the Beast TV uh, Twitch stream. Hell yeah. Daigo the Beast TV.
0: And that, in fact, brings us to the end of the show, gentlemen. Unless anybody has any last-minute rants or things they want to say. (laughs) If measuring tape is banned, then Daiko will win. I don't think the measuring tape is banned, but I bet you he could figure it out without it. He's got that muscle memory.
3: Is that a performance-enhancing measuring stick? (laughs) In fact, it is, (laughs) by definition.
0: Um, All right, guys. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. A lot of fun stuff to watch this weekend. Uh,
3: beaver for Locking the win
0: let's get one last clapperoonies in here which clap do you want let's go with the dogs beaver for the win thank let's you ask much. you
3: what you want and then just give you what we. <laughs> well the problem is that he cut to it all right
0: it's a fault <laughs> um jk uh but thank you everybody who are subbed to this uh it means a lot and it keeps us going and it makes us feel like you care and that you like it and we shouldn't stop doing it right that's what that means all right i'm efren that's miguel birthday boy schiller over on Skype, we have Steve, Ace King, Offsuit Jerk. Look for his stuff on the Tekken World Tour website coming up here pretty soon. And we have John Velociraptor Guerrero. Follow him on Twitter. It's Velociraptor with a one instead of an I. And also check out his stuff on EventHubs.com. Gentlemen, it's a pleasure. See you next week. <laughs>